Blues and Hear the Podcast and Beats with the Professor John Gotti, the notable guy with all the nicknames. And yes, he's still cleaning up Doc's mess. How you doing, yes, sir? I mean, we just got finished, you know, going through an entire deliberation and we had to pay a hefty fine for his comments Doc made on the podcast about a year ago, maybe even two years ago. But we can't talk about that because now it's in the past. But I am the wise man for your reigning, defending, undisputed podcasting champion of the world, the Sultanist Squad, our tribal chief, the head of the table, Los Tranquilo himself, Doc Leesner. Doc, before we get started, I want to give a few shout outs out there. Uh, one we forgot to talk about, but I'm going to give him a shout out anyway. One, Pat McAfee, mm-hmm. who got a huge extension deal with FanDuel, $120 million, as well as him being able to take this fortunate payload and contribute some of that towards a charity as well. So big shout outs to him. Also, I want to give a shout out to one Justin Wong, who has accomplished the feat I don't think anyone in the FGC ever done before, Doc. He mm-hmm. won 100 online tournaments mm. in the year 2021. So big shout outs to him. That is such a great accomplishment for one of the GOATs of fighting games. Uh, did he mention how many he participated in this year? That's a lot to win. That's a it lot of wins. Lot. It is a lot. Um, I many. can I can find out, but I no, no, it's not. I, was just I think I think about the high ball of it was pretty high, but I'm pretty sure no, his, his mean, winning percentage is probably like around the 80s. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like 100 out of 120 or 125 or something crazy like mm-hmm. that. Which, you know, when you think about it, and then we'll jump right into it. But when you think about it with video games, especially with fighting games, it's such a short time, right? It's like you know, that fight, the window is very small. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So um, 100 wins, I know it sounds like a little bit, you know, when you think about the the sound, but if you played in, you know, let's just say 15, 20 tournaments, you know, and you are playing against, you know, 10 to 15 people per tournament, you know, uh, plus the qualifiers and all those other things that they have to do. I mean, that's a lot of wins. Shout out to Jay Wong. Shout out to Pat McAfee, um, who a lot of people were making, you know, fun of or not fun of, but you know, saying how crazy no, he no, was. You're right because people are just thinking. Like the issue is people people like to just take things and add, you know, sarcasm or satire behind it and turn things into a joke so much that we don't take the time to appreciate someone's mm-hmm. good fortune whether it's due because of jealousy or whatever but we can't just allow ourselves to just enjoy the moment yeah well a lot of people were saying i guess not i guess they weren't making fun of him for taking the risk but um well actually they were making fun of him no they were making fun of him for taking the risk because they were like well why are you gonna go into something that you have no no yeah yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, he could have went back to punting, of course, and made like, $10, 15000000 million, <laughs> you know. Um, but he made 
20 million who are just off the WWE alone, isn't it? Just by going to the WWE, he made a pretty good amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the show. So, I mean, definitely shout out to him. He's come a long way. And he actually provides quality uh, sports news, uh, quality sports show. Uh, definitely uh, career Yes, yeah. I would definitely say uh, I've always enjoyed, you know, listening to his interview with Aaron Rodgers because, again, it's more of kind of like how we do our, our sports podcast. It's just friends talking and yeah. engaging conversations instead of, you having a conversation with me, but all the questions that I'm providing you is for you to say something for me to create a story around that one statement. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think, um, you know, that's what we're seeing and what we're trending online. Obviously, we mentioned last week with Urinating Tree. Um, obviously, we know the great work of Chisel Donis. And I mean, I'm sure there's like, you know, thousand other guys out there that that really give great takes, comedy, and and really provide quality stories. Um, but let's get into our stories. Uh, this is actually going to be more of an overreaction Monday, uh, not just for the NFL, but for the NBA as well. One thing that we can't say is an overreaction is the spread of COVID, which has taken a hold of Chicago and could what, derail what, what did, their what did, season. What did Doc call it last year? Didn't you call it COVID mania? Yeah, and it's definitely running wild. And I mentioned that something always has to be a, a mania or a sanity. Yep. Um, but in Chicago, I mean, it's like the race of the bulls right now um, with COVID, the run of the bulls. Running the bulls. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. The race of the bulls. <laughs> I don't um, think I want to race a bull. I don't want to be next nine to Nine players on the list. Um, DeMar DeRozan, Matt Thomas, Kobe White, Javante Green, Derek Jones Jr., Ayo DeSuma, and recently signed Stanley Johnson. I mean, nine available players. Uh, of course, the team needs eight in order to play without any forfeitures or any rescheduling of games. Yep. Um, this is going to look like I think this the is Chicago our first Bulls. true outbreak for the NBA. Yes. In the past, yes, two years, and it's interesting, and I find this to be interesting. And you let me know if I'm overreacting here. Um, this is the first time that I heard talk of Kyrie Irving rejoining Brooklyn. Yeah, you're not overreacting. Is that, is that, that is I would say. You want me to tell you is, why? Because people stopped caring about that because the Nets are playing good. Well. The reason why I'm asking and is that overreaction is because uh, obviously the whole reason that he's not playing is because of the vaccine. And yet here we are, we have an outbreak in Chicago. And now all of a sudden, oh, Kyrie could return to Brooklyn soon. Like it's kind of weird. Like I think the timing of it is so strange. It's the, it's like, I think oh, it's more the timing that makes it strange. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, sure, have... I'm pretty sure eventually, like they probably came up with a compromise for him probably. to play. But it just so happened when that news about to come out, the COVID outbreak in Chicago news also came out at the same time. So it kind of just capoed um, how you would feel about Kyrie's return versus if there was no outbreak in Chicago and not a lot of NBA players catching the COVID and then Kyrie's news came out, I don't think it would have had as much of a you know, weight behind it. No, absolutely. Now... Uh, the one thing I know you mentioned that the Knicks got spanked off of the uh, 
podcast that they got destroyed. Um, but they also were without were they were they without RJ Barrett and Obi Toppin, or is that after the game? So Obi Toppin was after the game. RJ Barrett was not in the game, I believe. Okay, so this says here that Barrett. Oh yeah, it says Barrett and Toppin missed Sunday's game against the Bucks. So they both missed. Yes, because uh, Obi. Yes, Obi was right after the previous game. Okay, so I mean that puts things in perspective. Obviously, you know Barrett, fifteen points per game. I mean, they lost by about what? I mean, they lost by about that much actually. So twenty something, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where those two players could have made that gap a little better, but uh, it's it's hitting the big apple. Also, hopefully, these are the only two here that uh, you know have that issue. Nope, and I think it was at home too. Which, which, uh, yeah, which we kind of talked about that at the beginning of the season, what because now sense? with the, you know, mandate that they're trying to apply. Yeah, which I mean, I believe it, 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 it could lead to another shutdown um, if this continues. Because remember, in the past, like when it first started, you know, obviously we were trying to figure out how sports was going to continue, and everybody had these protocols. Now we're a little more lax, right, with the protocols. It's not a little. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, most, most states is not a little. Well, no, I'm talking about. I mean, I'm talking about the NBA and the NFL the way they're doing it now. As far as stadiums being full, back to full capacity, I probably don't agree with that. I agree. Um, you know, especially you know, um, I know a couple of weeks ago we were watching um, an Iowa game, and I mean that stadium is like beyond packed. Yeah. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, I guess lastly for the NFL, I mean, overreaction or underreaction. Steph Curry seven threes away from Ray Allen. Ray Allen says, no matter what, and this is just my opinion, I'll still be the best three point shooter ever. I mean, you gotta have confidence in yourself. Period. Like if he said anything less than that, he would be Ray Allen. That's true. I mean, like, I got game. Yeah, like like he's freaking Jesus Shuttlesworth. Like, come on, give put some respect on this name, folks. First of all, but Absolutely. we all know that Steph Curry is going to break the record. Of it's course. never a matter of if, only yes. when. And you hear me say that a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. But Absolutely. if if people you know feel a certain type of way that Ray Allen says that about himself, yeah, I don't know basketball. True. Like he's going to be happy when Steph does it, but if you ask him if who's the better shooter. He's going to say him. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, so, I mean, I guess we can jump over to the NFL. Uh, number one, you know, congrats to Tom Brady, right? Uh, hitting the 700 career touchdown pass uh, record with a walk-off versus the Bills, which we'll get into. Uh, overreaction or underreaction, Buffalo Bills um, sliding. They can slide. They are sliding hard. They are, um, this an- and, and this is not a overreaction. This is a reality, and it is very, very scary. They are quickly becoming pretenders, folks. Mm. Quickly becoming pretenders. And I sent you a tweet that I agreed with, and mm-hmm. it was talking about how everything is predicated through Josh Allen. The offensive oh, yeah. line stink, which I've mentioned many of weeks, mm-hmm. and. Their defense just can't defend the run. 
Yeah, and, and the Bucks didn't even really go uh, about. And they don't have a run game. Their run game is Josh Allen. That was on them. Um, I didn't feel like they gave it a shot. I mean, zero running back handoffs in the first half. Um, that was no good. Um, that was interesting, to say the least. That was on them. They, Like I said, the Colts said, hey, we're going to challenge the Bucks. Like, let's see if they can do it. Uh, but the Bills said, we're not even going to try. Uh, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. Of course. Um, fair or foul? You let me know. I mean, okay. we'll, we'll talk about, you know, some of these coaches on the hot seat. Obviously, uh, we, we know we have a few. But Urban Meyer, um, I feel like every week now. It's, it's fair. Oh, that's <laughs> fair. Every week, it's like it's fair. Now the problem is whether or not it's going to be towards the end of the season or at the end of the season. Yeah, because one person about. said, uh, one person said, "Oh, like, is he making this team better at all? Like, like, what is he doing? You know." Um, I mean, after the offseason where, you know, he had the whole coordinator issue, mm-hmm. um, then you had Lapgate, and now it's like, I don't, I forgot all about Trevor Lawrence. Like, yeah. I really did. Like, last year, Joe Burrow won number one. Like, even after his injury, I, I remember Joe Burrow was number one. Yeah. But right now, Trevor Lawrence is Trevor like, who? That boy, like, he's on the verge of being a bus because of this. Uh, this because of this this tenure. Yes, that I will agree with. Yeah. And that's like, kind of what happened with Sam Darnold. To an extent. Which, you know, he kind of shone a little yeah. bit light when he started in Carolina. But then, of course, yeah. you know, he started seeing a ghost game. But that's the, that's the point. Yeah. I mean, yes, I think I think he showed flashes for, for three games, but. Um, again, like, but see, they fired Joe Brady, so now you point the finger at Joe Brady instead of Sam Donald. Um, but I mean, since we're on the conversation of coaches, I mean, I guess overreaction or underreaction for some of the coaches apparently on the hot seat, um, okay. We'll start with number nine. I'm, I'm looking at USA Today, just in case anybody wants to double-check this. Number nine, which, I mean, could be uh, maybe his time is, is run out. Pete Carroll. Is Pete Carroll on a hot seat? I'm going to say he's, his, his seat is warm, and this is why. If they don't, if they don't retain the services of one Russell Wilson, then he's on the hot seat. Well, no, I mean, it's been apparent that they're going to trade him. Um, that's that's what the media is saying. They're five and eight. I mean, it's not a – I mean, I don't know. You think you think they will get rid of him if it was a new quarterback? Yep. Hmm. That's interesting. Interesting. Number eight, which I don't agree with, but I know you mentioned it this weekend, Robert Salah of the New York Jets. Yes, Unfortunately, he is on the hot seat, and I don't think it's fair. I don't think he has a fair shake um, outside of injuries and, of course, bringing a brand-new system in and him, you know, being the head of the team. 
as you know his first tenure as a head coach, I don't think it's fair. But it's also the Jets too, and their front office is probably one of the worst in the league. Number seven, fair or foul, um, David Cully of the Houston Texans. Uh, That's a I'm rough. Say, I'm gonna say fair. Really? But really? I'm only I'm only saying fair because they would stink for like five weeks straight and then blow out a team that they shouldn't be blowing out. And so then stick was, for the next two weeks and then beat a legitimate team. Only reason I'm going to say it's unfair, number one, it's his first year. They've obviously traded away all their best players. They just cut their best linebacker, right? Oh, oh, um, oh, oh. I forgot to also mention, too. It's also fair because we know that's how the Houston front office is, too. That's why I say it's fair. It's fair well, because I'm, they're probably going to do that. Fire him and put the blame on him? That's mm-hmm. unfair. It's oh, unfair. no, it's completely unfair. But if yeah, you're but looking fair. at it from the front office standpoint, which is the way that I'm looking at it, it's fair. But I don't even know what kind of person would want this job um, unless they have like complete organizational control. But I mean, mm, that's not I, I don't, I, yeah. Uh, number oh, six. boy, Jack Fish is <clears throat> returning back to the NFL. Was... Oh, my God. <laughs> number six, uh, which I think is pretty low. The aforementioned Urban Meyer. Yeah, he's he needs to go. Um, and, and honestly, I really do think that he might be trying to get back to college, but instead of quitting, you know, a la a lot of other college coaches, he wants to get fired. Um, you know, that way he who, might be able to get who, who, keep some of his money. Who do you think he is? He think he's Nick Saban? He need to calm Possibly. down. He need to pump Possibly. the brakes. I mean, who who, who wouldn't overpay Urban Meyer? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, that's what they do. They overpay him. Uh, it was a great hire, you know, um, by, by cons. I mean, this is a great hire theoretically. And this is just the first year. Maybe things turn around. He could be doing what I did. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to let the team burn a little bit uh, to see who falls off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's what I did. Hey, let it burn a little bit. Um, so this could be his his natural plan. Like, you hey, know? Let me, I mean, let and Doc, sometimes things happen for a reason. True. Very true. Uh, number five, we got Matt Rule of the Carolina Panthers. Um, I don't think that he gets fired. Uh, it's two years. I, yeah, I don't think he gets fired. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, he, he does have to figure out who his quarterback's going to be. Obviously, he needs a quarterback. Well, that and plus, he needs to also build up that receiving core. Yeah, and they had a, they had a good thing going. Um, I just think that it's the the man behind the center. I think they really have to just figure that out uh, because the, the receiving core has always been good um, that they had, but right now something's not working for them and you yep. need to figure that out. And the fact that uh, this is the second straight week that Cam got benched yeah. says a lot. <sighs> I'm back. Get back on the bench. Back on the bench. <laughs> Put the Cam back in the box. <laughs> Next, that should we got be a t-shirt, Reese. a picture of Cam oh, Newton inside of a box, uh, the sad towel, Cam in the box. That can yeah. sell. That can sell. It's Cam in the box. Ooh. Uh, Rich, besides... Huh? Keep going. You almost got the time Rich for that, but... <laughs> from the 
Raiders, um, obviously taking over for. Doug well, he's Rudy. the interim coach, so I don't think he's getting he fired. It's no matter what, the... not he's going to get the promotion to becoming the active head coach. I'm not, and I'm not, and I don't think that. that's going to happen. But yeah. I wouldn't say he's getting fired. I mean, that's just what happens. I mean, he might not. But see, the thing about it, if he's the if he doesn't get retained, then most likely he'll get. He'll be relieved of duties. Yeah, he'll be relieved of duties, <laughs> but he won't, he's not getting fired. That's something totally different. Yeah. Like, like top if a new here. head coach comes in and he has his own, you know, coaching staff that he wants to bring in, they're not going to require his services anymore. That's totally different from him getting fired for his ineptitude. True. Like in Urban Myers. <laughs> no, that's true. That is true. Uh, now, I will say these top three leave some room not even for debate i don't think there's any room for debate on these top three okay um, starting with number three i'm gonna say it's probably time um and we'll talk about that interesting take that you sent me from chris sims with this also and that <laughs> is of mike zimmer and the minnesota vikings i think i said last year he should have been fired Yes. So I'm going to say this year he needs to get fired. I think they're in a situation where he can't get them to that next level. Yep. Um, And and unfortunately, uh, Kurt Cousins is going to be part of that trimming of the fat. This should be his last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think he has like another year. Okay. Um, so here's the take here. Chris Sims says that if you take Tom Brady and you put him in Minnesota, he doesn't do well. And, and then he that. said Tom Brady is Kirk Cousins. I think that was the big headliner. Then. That doesn't even make any sense. Like if you're saying that Kirk that Tom Brady's Kirk Cousins, but then you put Tom Brady in Minnesota and he doesn't do well, that doesn't make sense because Kirk Cousins isn't Minnesota's main issue nope um, he's going to continue to get blamed of course. but he's not the main issue yeah Kirk Cousins is playing very well I mean obviously he just started throwing interceptions this year um you know he's been playing well honestly the situation it might be Mike Zimmer uh but to say that Tom Brady the goatee right the goatee uh we're gonna just say it I mean wait is that like the Mountie I don't know. You know what? That's going to be a music video now. All right. Um, But to say that he's... It it was just a ridiculous take. And Chris Sims didn't want to sound like a quote-unquote hater. but No, he definitely sounded like a hater. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, Doc needs to watch this. (laughs) Only person that would have suffered from Tom Brady coming to Minnesota maybe would be Dalvin Cook. Uh, I don't even think so. I think so. I think Dalvin Cook would benefit and have more pass catching yards. Um, but as far as rushing, he might not be as successful, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. You know, I can um, understand that, but I don't think so. I think, I honestly think that Dalvin Cook would become an all pro player with Tom Brady. 
I don't think. I mean, he would still rush, but they, he wouldn't be relied upon as much. I don't he think he wouldn't have as heavy of a workload because right. they'll have a passing attack that'll help complement him. Exactly. Which would uh-huh. you know extend his durability as well too. I hope that you know this never comes to fruition. I hope Tom Brady retires a Buccaneer. And, <laughs> well, I mean, um, your your plan still is for Tom Brady to retire and Aaron Rodgers to come in to succeed him. That's exactly, exactly. what you said. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward you know to Doc. If that happens, I'm buying you a million dollar man jacket for you to wear. Wow, this is happening. Wow, we're moving on to number two. We got <laughs> Joe Judge. And the New York Giants. Um, He's out of here. Yeah. I don't know. I think um, Jason Garrett getting fired again. Firing the offensive coordinator or firing the defensive coordinator is a classic move. Um, they only won one game since they did that. Yeah, and the offense doesn't look great. We'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> like, the Giants game. Because I said here that Actually, you. I said that. Oh, I didn't know if you know my man Herbie could play well without his starting receivers. And you said Aaron Rodgers did it, and I said I didn't think Herbie was there yet. But not only was Herbie there, but mm-hmm. he was there with style, with grace, with uh-huh. flair, uh-huh. and the, he was the Giants' judge jury and executioner yesterday but we'll talk about that tomorrow joe judge is most likely going to be out of there and lastly the man who punted in the fourth quarter down to the guy who owns them matt Nagy, who i think he's overstaying his welcome the fact that he went from <laughs> a winning record in his first yeah. year in 2018, and he went straight Jason Garrett level of mediocrity until this season. He mm. needs to get fired. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. He's been he's been. I mean, if he doesn't get if he doesn't get fired, that is great for all Green Bay Packers fans. But he needs to go. I mean, when you look at it, though, I mean, honestly, and this is just something that, you know, I understand how he got to this position. And that's the problem that we have with, uh, you know, coordinators, right? He was a quarterback coach mm-hmm. in Kansas City, and then he went to become the Kansas City offensive coordinator. I assume he'll go back to being an offensive coordinator once he's let go. But, you know, 2018 to the present, they just – just not doing it man nope um you know they they brought him in you know it just he's just not doing it no um but honestly i feel like his tenure is summed up in one word doink (laughs) yeah i mean it could be two words double doink i mean it looks like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Twitter was having a field day because they did a close with him. They're like, wow, he looked like he has like no sleep. And it's like he's just having, you know, recurring yes. nightmares of doinks. Yes. Uh, that's what his career, his tenure with Chicago is all about the doink. Uh, but he will most likely be let go after this season, I assume, on Black Monday. 
I think, I think so. he'll make it through the season. Um, shout out to him. He's from New Jersey also. He's pretty young still, 43. Yeah, uh, I like, he's going to still have work, but I don't think he's going to be as a head coach. Um, but really quickly, sir, uh, we have Monday Night Football. We do. Murder's Row. Or as I like to say, NFC West is going to NFC West as we have the Los Angeles Rams taking on the top seed currently of the okay. NFC, the Arizona Cardinals. Doc, who do you got? I mean, I'm hoping that the Rams win, but I feel like the Cardinals are going to go to 11-2. and two. Obviously, for obvious reasons, I'm hoping that the, the Cardinals lose. For obvious reasons. Right, right. It's obvious, right? Why I would want the Cardinals to lose. I'm gonna go with the Rams. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going with the Rams. I uh, know. I mean, I'm definitely going to Cardinals, uh, but I'm hoping that you know the Rams. I'm gonna. I hope, you, I hope you're right. I hope you're. Right. <laughs> hey, I, I I took a couple of chances on some of these predictions, and I was only you right did? for one of those chances. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But Johnny. I know that people heard this podcast on their favorite podcast platform, but if they didn't, they can always go to our website at www.debateamongstfriends.com to review this episode as well as all the previous. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we go over the Sunday and Monday night games, as well as give you the news, the analysis, and the reads. Ring of Honor, thank you for all the memories.